to the Prophecy Club. What is this sound? Now you might say, <laughs> you might say that's a car horn, but it might sound just like that when the tribulation starts, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The start of the tribulation. What is it that starts the tribulation? Now, you recall the audible voice of God told me that the seven seals play over seven years, and the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. So in that, the seven seals play over seven years. That means that it's exactly seven years. And since we also know that Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets seven years earlier, it's easy to calculate. That means that the tribulation starts on the Feast of Trumpets. Since the tribulation starts on the Feast of Trumpets, how are we going to know that? Well, Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Just about every prophecy teacher out there will tell you that that is a peace treaty. But that's not exactly what it says. It says, And he, speaking of the Antichrist, or the beast, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. It does not say he originated it. It doesn't say he signs it. It doesn't even say that he was in the room with it. It simply says that he confirms it. it means that he just goes along with it. Maybe simply just a nod of the head or maybe just going along with it means nothing. But it goes on to say for one week. Now, that word week is Shabuah. That's how we know one of the reasons we know that the tribulation is seven years. Because as you say a couple and we mean two, or we say a dozen and we mean 12. Well, when it says Shabuah, it is saying seven. So it's saying the Antichrist will confirm the covenant whatever covenant that is, with many for one week. It does not necessarily mean that it's a seven-year agreement. Most agreements kind of don't have an end. I mean, kind of like the uh, nuclear peace treaty agreement. It doesn't end. It's just supposed to keep on going. Well, it just means that it actually only lasts for one week. So the point is, we might not see any kind of a peace treaty we might not notice any kind of a covenant. I mean, good grief, right now, here we are about to go into the tribulation, form a world government, have a world religion, a world financial system, and how many people are even seeing it? The answer, hardly any. Now let's go to the next point. Revelation 6.1 says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. Now I've prayed many times, Lord, <laughs> let my ears hear that noise of thunder. I want to know when that first seal is opened, because when we know when the first seal is opened, we know the day that Jesus will return. We don't know the hour, but we do know that it is after sunset, and he says, Behold, I come as a thief in the night. So it is after sunset that he returns. And then we know from Isaiah seventeen fourteen, In the evening tide they are, and the morning they are not, meaning that the day of the Lord is less than 24 hours. It is one evening and not all of the morning, and then they are not. In other words, all of our rewards are given. Matter of fact, here's the way I think it happens when Jesus returns. When he returns, the, just like it says, the dead in Christ rise first. And then in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, he blows with the breath of his nostrils and he brandishes his sword. That's when the hills melt like wax 
and the hills melt like water running down a steep place. That's when he blows his glory out. That's when he brandishes his sword. That's when the morning star is used, and it goes not only around the earth, but it goes all the way to the center of the earth. It sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. That's when every valley is exalted and every mountain and hill is made low. The crooked places are made straight and the rough places are made smooth or plain, the Bible says. That's in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, that's when he, he blows the morning star out. And as that morning star hits the tear, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. And as that morning star hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. So the dead in Christ get their glorified body. We alive, if we are alive, and I don't want to be, I want to be at the marriage. As a matter of fact, at this point, I want to be riding a white horse, returning with Jesus, because with him were the called and chosen and faithful. In other words, those are the ones that four months earlier, and I want to be there, that get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, that see my Lord and Savior change from lamb to lion, to change from prince to the kings of the earth, to become the king of kings and lord of lords. And so those people that are in Christ, dead or alive, all get our glorified bodies in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. That's when we get all of our rewards, all of our mantles, all of our garments, whatever we have. That's also when we see all the way back to Adam, everything done in secret is open and made manifest. Everything hidden is shattered from the rooftops all in one day. That's the day of judgment. That's the Feast of Trumpets. Well, this year, the Feast of Trumpets on, is on September the 19th. Now, I'm not saying that the tribulation is going to start this year anytime, especially September the 19th. What I'm trying to say is we all need to be watching for it. Now let's go to what Pastor Dana Coverstone said Friday, July the 10th. I'm going to skip a lot of it because we've already covered it. But the very last part of it, he says, Then I saw the handwriting words in front of the word September, those words being a solemn, and the word assembly written after that. It clearly was showing a solemn September assembly, which we are planning on organizing. So as we get it organized, I will be telling you. And a clear call to pray during that month. The numbers of the people were growing. I saw that the contours of the calendar were fitting into the outline of the United States of America. The prayers were getting more aggressive and the numbers were growing. When I saw storm clouds over the country, I also saw fires across the country and in the country, fires of revival fires, and fires of opposition to the body of Christ. I also saw incredible warfare in the heavens, and it was impacting those on the ground with weariness in the saints from the fight. Believers were holding up each other and standing together without any division, and were fighting together in prayer, and the battle was severe and intense and brutal. There were wounds and exhaustion among the believers that I saw too. The heavens were alive with the same kind of battle, and it seemed like it lasted forever. But finally, the battle was over. And my eyes were drawn to the last few days of September. Now, here's important. And the believers who had been praying were broken and wounded, but they were standing victoriously. I believe, brothers and sisters, that that is giving us hope. That is saying, if we will gather together in a solemn September assembly, and if we will pray together in agreement, put all of our disagreements aside, Okay, put a ball aside, and I believe we can soften and delay this judgment coming. Now let's go on. Here's the point. Then the heavens opened, and I saw the Lord, and he was standing with angels behind him, and he said clearly, Arise, my bride, 
Arise, my bride, and prepare to pray. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare for battle. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare to see my face. For I am coming soon. Here it is. And my reward is with me. Then there was the sound like a thousand shofars blowing all at once. And I could even feel the wind of it on my face. Is that the opening of the first seal? I don't know. Are we about to hear... In 1980, Ken Peters had a long and detailed dream about the coming tribulation period. He said the dream started with a very, 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 said it three times, loud noise. He said it sounded like a car horn from the 1970s. It was extremely loud, very ear-piercing, and lasted for a long time. He says, then I was given the opportunity to see from the heavens looking down on the earth. I was able to see very clearly many cemeteries and graveyards. I was brought close to many of the graveyards. A very unusual thing was shown to me. The ground was breaking open, literally. The dirt was breaking open silently, and people were coming out of the graves. He said it was like there was an explosive inside the coffins. I saw dead people resurrected from the graves. What was unusual is that one cemetery plot headstones would have a person come out of the dirt, and the next one would not. It seemed to be not just random, but categorized. They launched out of the dirt. It was very violent. It was as though a small explosion was in the dirt. It broke open. I literally saw dirt flying. And I saw this all over the globe. It wasn't just in one area. It wasn't just in the United States. It was all over. The clothes they were wearing seemed to be like choir robes, like long dress, a cloak almost hanging off of them. These people came out in the middle of the day, Yet they were glimmering. Their outfits and their body was brighter than the sun. I could see the brightness of these people shining out. Men, although the robes were similar, the men appeared very, very masculine, and the women appeared very feminine. Older people came out, but with the appearance that they were no longer old. You can tell that they lived a full life, maybe 80, 75 years. The hair that was lost was back again. They looked mature, but they didn't look old. I saw a lot of young people resurrected, and although they looked very young, they weren't very young. There was a maturity about them. As the people came out, they just disappeared. I don't know where they were taken. I didn't see anybody go up in the air. I don't know if they were taken to the clouds because I never saw them go up. I never saw them go away. They just vanished. And, he says, I didn't see anyone alive go in the air. He says, then the next thing was mass hysteria. Mass hysteria began to hit the earth. People had the appearance of absolute despair and hysteria. There was pandemonium everywhere. There was mass chaos, lawlessness, and fear. I was able to see many quadrants of the earth, and there wasn't any one nation that was under this. All of the globe was experiencing this. It was like every person on earth had just left their mother's funeral. That's how people appeared. They were grieving and despondent. I really wasn't ready for this mass pandemonium and despair. It all began to permeate all of the society. Then he says there's a two-week shutdown. He said television, telephone, radio, this very unusual communication device was shut down. This communication device was a little white box that looked like a television. It was in many of the homes in the United States. But when I saw these, 
They were nearly in every single home, and they had words written across them, but occasionally it would look like as though a television was playing on them. All those media devices were all shut down for about a two-week period. Now I know why I was seeing personal computers in people's homes. The television communications were shut down for a period of time. Many people asked them what the cause was. Why did this happen? He said in 1991, the Santa Barbara, California News Press paper had an article that said a single high-altitude nuclear blast by a rogue nation could bombard the continental United States with electromagnetic rays and could cripple civil and military electronics from light bulbs to computers. Military experts warned Congress such an explosion would unleash electromagnetic pulse that would erase computer data in banks and the stock market. It would shut down electricity in the lower 48 states without taking a single life. This pulse would only last for a fraction of a second. Our civilian telephone, electricity, communication, and electronic plants are all naked to our nuclear-armed enemies. Even a modest, single-explosion EMP attack on the United States would likely devastate us as a modern post-industrial nation. Now, let me also ask you a question. But do you think the resurrection power of millions of bodies being resurrected out of the graves all around the globe, all at the same moment, do you think the resurrection power of Christ might be what shut down those communications? Yeah, I do too. This electronics shutdown lasted for about two weeks. Can you imagine all of the communications, telephone, computers, radio, all being shut down for a two-week period? Imagine the hysteria. Can you imagine the inability for the stock market to conduct its business? I began to walk through the streets in shock at the current events. After about two weeks of time, everything began to turn back on and up and running. However, it was completely different than it was before. The broadcast was being bombarded nearly everywhere, and they were depicting a soon-to-come new government and leadership. A man would be emerging to lead us. The man finally came on the scene, and he spoke with great eloquence and charisma. He was soothing and promised answers to all current issues. This man was smooth and extremely convincing, able to solve nearly every problem. He was a consummate communicator and completely explained this removal of people was God's judgment on them. This rattled me in the dream. I didn't understand his position. Let me tell you so you can comprehend where I'm coming from. Not being a born-again Christian at the time, in the dream, when this man spoke, it began to convince me. It began to pull me into the messages. He reminded me of Adolf Hitler speaking to the masses, but he had a demonic charisma about him that would literally pull the masses to him. That was nothing compared to what I saw. Nothing. He was able to rally a nation. This individual was able to rally the globe. He was very, very frightening. Almost immediately, he began to communicate through large screen televisions that were strategically placed everywhere the general populace met. Now, let's jump to Dmitry Dudeman. November 7, 1993. On the 6th of November, I had a dream. And as usual, I prayed and said, Lord, if this dream is of you, let me dream it again. Then on the night of the 7th, God gave me the dream once again. In my dream, I heard great commotion. And as I looked, I saw a black cloud coming. From this great darkness, a man was riding on the back of a dragon. The man was Lucifer. He was yelling with loud voice, saying, We are coming to make war against the holy. We come to be victorious over the holy. 
We will beat the holy. Victory is ours. Then I saw men, women, and children yelling, terrified, running. I saw others whom I knew were Christians getting on their knees praying, Lord, save us. Lord, give us the victory. Lord, send us your glory. Save our lives, Lord. Don't let us down. This is our last battle when the devil wants to defeat us. As everyone was kneeling and praying, suddenly I heard the devil yelling, Grab him! I then realized they were talking about me. So I jumped and tried to run, but I couldn't. My feet hurt. So I just started walking, but from behind I heard the voice which continued to yell, Grab him! Grab him! Let us tie him in chains, because he has caused me much destruction. When I thought that they would grab me, all of the people of God, although scared, began to cry out, Jesus! Jesus! Suddenly, I saw the black cloud disappear. Then two men dressed in shiny clothes appeared. They were of gigantic size, because I remember I couldn't see their heads too well. They both spoke with thundering voices. Do not fear. Christ is the victor. Each one of them had a book in his hands. The books, each the size of a table, were covered with gold thread. Now, here comes the part I want you to hear. Then the two men put the books down on the great table and spoke to me, saying, Open and read. I opened the first book and was told, This is the book of life. The man on my left side said, Whoever finds his name in this book will be saved. Then he said, Open the second book. The words, Book of the Gentiles, is scrawled on it. I opened it and began to turn, page after page after page, upon which I saw all kinds of different names written. When I reached the end of the book, I found that there was one and three-quarter pages left blank, unwritten. Then one of the men said unto me, When the total, listen to this, this is really important. When the total number of Gentiles is completed, the writing in this book will be finished. At that time, what I have shown you will happen. Then is when the beast will try to do battle against the holy. Remember what I tell you. Be prepared. Live a holy life. And do not think you have much time to live on this earth. Jesus is soon returning. Then I begin to hear a choir singing, Jesus is returning. Jesus is returning. Be prepared and be holy. Be ready, for the victory shall be his. When I looked, there was a choir of angels. Their voice echoed stronger and stronger. Jesus is returning. Jesus is returning. While they were singing, the table with the books was lifted up, and the two men spoke. One of us is the angel of the Gentiles, and one of us is the angel of the people of Israel. Do not be afraid. Seek the Lord now. Time is very short, and, as you saw the armies of Satan advancing, this is how it will happen. Then the two men were lifted up. I looked around to see what was happening. Everyone was crying, but their tears were tears of joy. Victory was ours. Then another choir of angels appeared, which began to sing, Jesus the Savior wants to save the people, but not those who have blasphemed and cursed him. Only those who have lived a clean life and fought for Jesus without holding on to this life, but giving it all to Christ. The angels once again began to sing with all sorts of instruments. They sang so beautifully, while the choir of angels sang a garden of indescribable beauty appeared. It was very big, and in it were all kinds of flowers which gave off a lovely fragrance. Okay, now let's jump down to a vision of the courtroom of heaven given to Maurice Scalar, December 27, 2018. I'm going to skip a lot of it. I'm going to get right to the point. 
At that, this man, meaning Lucifer, stood up. He was robed in a black suit with a long cape of crimson red that followed behind him. He had gold epaulets on his shoulders that were built into his cape. He was very articulate and extremely haughty. I got sick to my stomach as he spoke. He walked back and forth in front of the courtroom in long strides with his nose in the air. He said, starting from Adam and Eve, he began accusing God of failing mankind in every generation. He started it with the stipulation Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. The time is up. I now demand to be given the government of mankind through whom you call son of perdition. I call him my son of man. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Now I'm going to skip down. It says, now this is Jesus speaking. He says, I petitioned the court for another measure of time for the end time church to finish and to fulfill the purpose to my people as it is written. Jesus said, As the true Son of Man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those in this harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God, there has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. During the last hearing on this matter in 2015, three years ago in earth's time, for I spoke on earth as it is written, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, and then shall the end come. I, by the authority of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll, he handed a scroll to the Father, and another copy to Satan's prosecution table. I petitioned the court for another measure of time for the end-time church to finish and to fulfill the promise to my people as it is written, that, quote, none should perish, but all who are truly mine, have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and to be saved from perdition. As he was speaking, Satan, the handsome man, lawyer, was busy reading the scroll feverishly to see if it was true about enough intercession to stop his immediate seizing of the earth and for the tribulation to begin. Now, that's the point. So apparently our intercession is what can hold off Satan from coming in to take over the earth, and specifically from Satan to be able to destroy this nation. So that's the reason having a solemn September assembly, brothers and sisters, if we want to save our nation, if we want the Russians' attack to be softened or and or delayed, then we must, we absolutely positively must meet for a solemn September assembly or the tribulation is going to start and all hell is going to break loose. And I think that that's a worldly phrase, but in this case, it fits. All hell is literally going to be loosed. Literally, the beast that currently is falling helplessly in the bottomless pit. He will be released when that sound comes, when that and we hope you hear that sound. But when the first seal is released, my opinion, no question, at that point, the tribulation will begin. We don't know when it's going to begin. But in that, Pastor Dana Coverstone was told the heavens were alive with the same kind of battle, and it seemed like it lasted forever. But finally, the battle was over, and my eyes were drawn, here it is, here it is, to the last few days of September. And the believers who had been praying were broken and wounded, 
but they were standing victoriously. Then he goes into about hearing the sound of a thousand shofars blowing all at once. Now, he did not say the tribulation is going to start in September. But in light of everything, I think it's something that we need to be watching for. We need to be aware of it. And if we hear something that sounds like a long 1970s car horn and graves burst open, we will then know absolutely positively we are in the tribulation. So once again, I'm asking for your best support because, brothers and sisters, our time is running out. We need to get these spots going. We need to get this solemn September assembly all scheduled. So if God has blessed you, you can help. Now would be a really good time to do it. We were not certain we were going to be able to offer a live stream of the crusade until Monday, July the 20th. Even then, we had to spend $12,000 purchasing new equipment to bring it to you. But... When the sevenfold miracles begin, it is going to be very important for the kingdom of God to allow the world to be able to see them. If you're not getting the best blessing by attending the crusade, you can take advantage of live stream at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. A gift of $100 also includes the two crusade books by Leslie. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, $100, and two crusade books by Leslie. My new book, How Pre-Trib One. It's divided into four quadrants. First of all, it answers the question, how pre-trib one? The next quadrant sets the foundations that you'll need to understand the truth about the rapture. The third segment is explaining the post-trib rapture. And the fourth section is 25 pre-trib questions answered. I believe it's going to be the definitive book that is going to finally answer the question about the rapture. Is it pre, mid, or post? It's called How Pre-Trib One? How the lie beat the truth, and the people would have it so. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. It's a quick read that will finally answer your questions about the rapture. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices, I believe, are from God, given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Groover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now you can have your very own copy. It's called God's Warnings to America. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. God's Warnings to America at prophecyclub.com. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer him in shrink wrap sets of 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at prophecyclub.com. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, one for 20. 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at Prophecy. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation 14:11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, miss the mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. 
One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10 to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. In 2017, God blessed me by helping me to memorize the book of Revelation just as a simple project. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20. No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55. Prophecyclub.com.